This information is subject to a disclaimer at the end of this podcast. Please ensure that you listen to the disclaimer and go to www.ubs.com for further information about UBS. Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning into UBS Global Research PodHub, a channel that shares insights from economists, strategists, and equity analysts on the pivotal questions and events shaping today's markets. My name is Aaron Captain, Chief Economist at UBS Investment Bank, and in this episode, we are going to be taking a look at whether labor markets are cooling. I'm joined by Pierre Lafourcade, Senior Economist on the Global Economics Team. So one of the remarkable features of the current global economy is that growth is substantially below trend and labor markets are still incredibly tight. One of the fears we have when we say things like that is that it's really looking at the world too much through a U.S. lens. So what we decided to do is look at about 40 countries to see whether labor markets were actually cooling and then to do a deep dive into the U.S. Do you want to just talk us through what that data is showing? Sure. So, um, yes, I, uh, I track 350 series across 28 different countries uh, monthly uh, and over 25 years. And and uh, essentially what that data uh, was suggesting is, and as everyone knows, uh, the end of last year was quite dire on a on a on the global front. Um, growth was really quite low, and we've seen indeed a bounce. But I think people in the markets have imagined that bounce to be bigger than it is. And so the the data that I track essentially ends up at uh, February. And what we see is November and December across these 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 series, which are very volatile and have big standard deviations. You see that last year was quite weak. The end of last year was quite weak. In January was a big bounce. Um, however, that bounce is from a very low level. So what if I were to translate, when we translate essentially that bounce into equivalent uh, global growth, it means essentially moving from Q4 last year of close to zero to roughly the historical average in Q1. So the read would be around 2.5% for median global growth, which is about the historical average, or about 3.6% if you're looking at weighted global growth. Uh, so obviously taking the weights of GDP uh, of um, the US, China, or the Eurozone uh, accordingly. And so, yes, there is a bounce in, in the data, but it's probably not as strong as people think. We are not into um, really top historical numbers. We're basically just back at sample averages. Uh, now, to drill deeper into that data, because I can split that data between hard data and soft data, and what we see is, yes, the both hot, soft and hard data were climbing out of the hole from the end of last year, uh, soft data more so than the hard data. Uh, and, and the hard data is... Um, the signal from the hard data is more mixed than what we see in the soft data. That is, we did see a strong January, but February seems to show the hard data is possibly inflecting back uh, uh, back to, to negative, or at least low positive. Um, and it's, it, importantly, what we're seeing, because I can split this according to countries, is that the pickup that we are seeing globally is basically driven by the US, the Eurozone, and China. The rest of the world is actually still going, growing at a very slow rate. Um, and we have reasons to know, to, to see why the US, Eurozone, and China were growing faster in January. There's a, the US bounce that we've seen in retail and employment, uh, China reopening, obviously, the Eurozone that is basically weathering the, 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 the gas shocks, the energy shocks are better than we had thought. But again, all these numbers are starting to roll over a little bit in February. So there's a strength that we saw in January does not seem to be perpetuating into February. 
Um, and so the global growth picture is that it is better than the beginning of last year, but nothing to, home, to write home about. Okay, so one final question, uh, Pierre. So one thing that um, is somewhat odd is so we have this um, improvement in the, or at least we did before the banking stress, this improvement in the soft data. Um, but when you look at things like PMI orders, which normally we would attach a lot of weight to, right? PMI orders have a fantastic correlation with global growth. They seem to be lagging. Is, is, that, is that correct? Yes. So it's interesting. We've, we've made the point in other research that if you were to pick a single indicator to track global growth, then global PMI orders would be your best one. And uh, now, obviously, there's no reason to limit yourself to just one, which is why we are looking through looking at 350 different series. But indeed, if you look at global growth, uh, global PMI orders, they basically tanked, obviously, last year. They reach a trough sometime in uh, the end of the year, and they've been slowly climbing back up. But they are still below their historical average. So we are seeing a bounce back in global growth order, uh, global PMI orders, but that bounce back is still below historical average. On the other hand, we track something like an, uh, another 100 series of across those 28 countries of soft data, and those are going to be business confidence indicators, consumer confidence indicators, um, various expectation measures from households, et cetera, et cetera. And we're seeing actually greater strength in those indicators than we are in the PMI orders data. And so it's interesting because usually these the PMI orders and the tend to lead uh, these indicators, but we're now currently in a situation we've never seen before where we're seeing stronger strengths in the softer data that is not PMI than we are in the PMI. Uh, and the, the, these surveys, business confidence, household confidence across all these countries are above their historical average. So they are suggesting some momentum in the soft data and it's a momentum that seems to be leading the PMI orders, which is a situation we had not seen before. Great. Uh, we're going to leave it there. Um, if you have uh, questions or want to discuss this further, please reach out to, uh, to Pierre. The link to the document is at the top right of your screen. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for visiting UBS Research PodHub. That was a brief discussion on the state of global labor markets with me, Aaron Captain, and Pierre Lafourcade, both on the global economics team at UBS. Tune in again for more investment insights. This content has been prepared by UBS AG, its subsidiaries and or affiliates, and is purely informational in nature. It is not investment research and does not contain an investment recommendation nor investment or professional advice. It is not an offer or solicitation to engage in any investment activity, and you should seek your own financial, tax, and legal advice before engaging in any such activity. UBS has no responsibility to you in relation to this content. It has no regard to your personal circumstances or investment objectives, and receiving it does not imply any form of client relationship with UBS for any legal, regulatory, or tax purpose. This content is not intended for distribution into any jurisdiction where to do so would be contrary to law or regulation. UBS does not accept any liability over the content of such material or reliance upon any information contained herein. The views and opinions expressed by any guest speaker or third party are not those of UBS. Accordingly, UBS does not accept any liability over any such views and opinions expressed by such persons. This content is the valuable intellectual property of UBS, and UBS specifically prohibits the redistribution of it in whole or in part without its prior written permission. Copyright UBS 2023. The key symbol and UBS are among the registered and unregistered trademarks of UBS. All rights reserved.